0: Welcome to StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show where we talk about all things related to StreamYard and live streaming and everything going on in the industry. And today we're going to talk a little bit about a new industry survey that's out that talks about whether uh, the industry is growing and which platforms it's growing on and whether it's becoming mainstream. Pretty interesting stuff. We'll get to that. A lot of other news stories as well. Uh, I'm Ross Brand. This is StreamYard Connect, brought to you, of course, by StreamYard. And as we always do, we'll start off the show with the three pillars of StreamYard. You see the great co-founders, Gage Vandentop and Dan Briggs right there on your screen. And StreamYard gives you ease of use. It's a very easy platform to use. It's very stable, even when you bring on up to six people on camera, and it delivers professional-looking streams, makes it very easy to go live with professional-looking streams. And you can stream to a multitude of different destinations. You can go to Facebook Live. You can go to LinkedIn Live, YouTube, Periscope, which puts you on Twitter, and, of course, The latest edition is Twitch. There's also RTMP. So if you don't see a destination above that you'd like to stream to, uh, there's a good chance you can connect through RTMP with a stream key that you get from the destination. You put it into StreamYard, and it should send your live stream there. So a lot of different options you can go to. And if you were watching the town hall this week, and perhaps it was brought up in the past, uh, town hall as well. A lot of talk about green screens are going to be coming to Streamyard. not there yet, but they're working on, uh, giving you the ability to use a green screen or some type of screen behind you. And then you can upload a picture of your choice and that picture can put you in all different types of settings. So if you, uh, want to be in, uh, a, a studio looking environment and you're in your home, you can do that. If you want to be in Hawaii, you could put that picture up there and be coming to people from Hawaii or wherever. And I'm curious if you're watching, um, it, it just curious, uh, if, will you use the green screen features? That's something you're going to use. Um, I will certainly, try it for some of my broadcasts. I think a broadcast like this, I enjoy the just being in my natural environment, but um, there are some fun things that I can't wait to try out with it. So that's my first question wh- is, will you be using a green screen? And then my other question is, what image will be your default image? What will be your image that you'll use Much of the time when you use a green screen, you may do special shows and put, but will there be one image you can think of right now that, Hey, that's the first one I want to put up. That's the one I want to play around with. That's the one I want to see if I can make work. So, uh, let me know in the chat. I'm, I'm curious to know what people are working on and, uh, you know, if you would use this feature and if you would use it, uh, how would you use it? What image, uh, stands out for you? that you would use and as you know we're going to we're using the multi-streaming should just throw it out there that way going to all five uh destinations which you can do on the pro plan i believe the basic plan gives you two destinations that you can stream to we're going to facebook and of course because you can schedule on facebook through Streamyard, that's a lot of times the link that i'll give out. You can also schedule on Twitch and on YouTube. So you get that link before you go live that you can share with people to promote your broadcast. We go live on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on two different accounts on LinkedIn, on the StreamYard Twitch channel, which we are streaming to, and on my Periscope and Twitter accounts. Uh, Again, the StreamYard Facebook page is often the link that I'll give out, but you can watch it on any of those destinations. And if that isn't enough, you can also catch the replay either on video or uh, we now have a podcast. So you see the little logo to the to the right on that card. And uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find StreamYard Connect, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker. Podchaser is a fairly new website that's sort of like a social network for podcasting. I love it. I've been spending a lot of time on that site recently, seeing what people are doing, what they're putting up. There's user profiles and creator profiles, podchaser.com. So i added that with uh, the other four pretty major uh, spots where you can find the podcast. There's also a bunch of smaller apps or different apps uh, that we're on. We're on pretty much most places. I don't think we're on TuneIn or iHeart yet, but Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Podchaser, CastBox, and a few others, you can definitely find the podcast. Uh, Would love if you would subscribe to it, if you would leave a review, that would be awesome. Uh, We want to reach people who aren't just live streamers. We want to reach people who are getting this content in other forms so that they learn about live streaming and become interested in it let's get to the news here on Streamyard connect because the news is good for live streaming the live streaming industry is growing uh there was a report done by stream elements and arsenal.gg and they were looking and measuring watch hours And live streaming has grown uh, through a 12% increase in the past year from December of 2018 to December of 2019. The growth was uh, 12%. And that was measured, uh, that growth was measured in uh, viewing hours. Uh, So Facebook really was the one driving the growth the most. And a lot of it came through Facebook gaming. Uh, A lot of the article that I read from The Verge focused on gaming. I think even when it was speaking about live streaming in general, there was a lot of focus on gaming, but it's not all about gaming, Uh, but gaming did grow 210% on Facebook. There was a 6% increase in uh, streamers using Facebook Live and a 78% increase on Facebook Live in the average viewer per hour stream. So viewing is up on Facebook, uh, 6% increase in streamers, 78% increase in average viewers per hour, very positive numbers, uh, for Facebook live Twitch is also, uh, one that was focused on a lot in this study. Twitch lost a little bit of market share, uh, obviously with Facebook gaming growing so quickly. The good news is, and we've touched on this before, new growth in non-gaming live streaming is now 11% of all content on Twitch. So while Twitch lost a little bit in gaming, it's gaining, and it's why Twitch does want talk shows, uh, particularly their just chatting category for the first time ever was the biggest category in December 2019, bigger than even gaming. So uh if you use streamyard to send your show to twitch the category is podcasts or podcasts and webcasts i believe it's definitely the podcasting category um and so that's that's going to put you in a place where people who are looking for non-gaming content will be looking for shows like the one you may be doing so you're not necessarily having to compete against gamers on twitch you're going into a category that is geared toward people who are looking for non-gaming content, and uh, non-gaming content is up 3% from last year on Twitch. So let's get to the bottom line. The bottom line is every major live streaming platform grew in 2019. That is good news. Live streaming is more popular than ever. The article concludes that although there's a war among platforms for top-level live streaming talent, the platforms themselves aren't necessarily competing for the same audiences. And uh, to quote the author, "is live streaming, it's almost mainstream. A lot of people are aware of streamers, at least as a category of online influencer, though not as many people who are aware of it are actually watching it yet, but those numbers are getting closer, which is a good thing and again key point is every major live streaming platform grew in 2019 fox has a new streaming uh ott uh app it's called fox soul it's a streaming service with content geared toward african american viewers it's an ad supported platform and there's 4 hours of live original talk and information shows And then they add two hours of streaming replays from Fox's uh, big network of owned and operated local stations. So they may pull content from any of their 28 owned and operated stations and stream those replays. And again, they're starting off with four hours of original content. I took a look at it because you can watch it on the FoxSoul.TV website very high quality, very high quality content in terms of the production, in terms of the original programming, uh, the guests, the whole, the whole thing is very, very well done. Although I've only watched a few minutes of it, but first impression was, was strong. You also get on demand access. If you're watching it, um, to any of the recent shows their recent original shows so while they're basically streaming six hours a day the rest of the time you can uh streaming original programming four hours a day two hours a day of replays the rest of the time you can get that on demand access to recent shows and again right now it's ad supported so you can watch it for free on the web Um, it's also available as i mentioned foxsoul.tv. it's available on iPhone, Apple TV, Android, and Fire TV. And this continues a trend uh, where streaming networks are developing content that's specifically targeted to different demographics. Um, The African-American community is the third largest racial demographic in the U.S. and leads in consumption of media across multiple platforms, um, and while this is in the short term expected to boost uh, Fox's earnings, um, in the long term, you're going to see competition as uh, a lot of other networks, uh, OTT networks, have plans uh, for their own content that they target to different demographics. Whether this is a positive development or a negative development, I'm not really sure. But this is the reality of the market that we're in now. Um, Everything is niche. And whether it's niche in terms of demographics or it's niche in terms of the, the type of content, the type of entertainment, the type, everything is community and niche. And this is seeing it on a very large scale, but we're seeing it on a micro scale as well uh let's move on to spotify this is interesting sports podcasting spotify as you know has been pouring money in big time into podcasting they've spent 500 million dollars in the last year on podcasting 400 million of that was to go and get uh established Uh, podcasts and established podcast networks they got gimlet media which is a podcast creation network they got anchor which makes it easy to start a podcast and parcast as well so that's where the 400 million went and another 100 million uh they put into podcasting as well and and basically while streaming music is what most people are doing on the platform they see that podcasting is the area where they can continue to grow the platform and find future revenue. Um, just to quote, the author said, this was in Forbes, podcast advertising revenue still pales in comparison to terrestrial radio. And as such, people don't understand how long of a road it can be before you start to see any significant dollars. Um, I have saw some other articles this week as well, talking about how uh, people in the entertainment industry, people in advertising, when whenever they're talking about any type of medium, any type of content, they're, they're always mentioning, we got to get in on podcasting. We got to do podcasting. The author mentioned maybe podcasting. There's a little bit of a bubble going on. Uh, but podcasting is hot. It's hot in people's minds. It's growing. Um, it's seen a resurgence over the last... Five years after being one of the early forms of online media in the internet age. And uh, I think if you're doing a live stream show, it is worth considering distributing that audio as a podcast, making it available on all these different podcast apps. Get on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Maybe, maybe a couple others as well, but those are the three big ones. If you're on Apple, you're on Spotify, you're on Google, most of the world can find you and people can consume your content if they don't watch it live or watch it on a replay or watch clips that you share when you repurpose your content. They can take it with you. They don't even need a, internet access. They can download it when they have Wi-Fi and then they can listen to it on the go. And most of what we're doing is, talk show content largely which really does feed well into podcasting and so they're looking to get into sports podcasting spotify the author makes a great point that a lot of people who've tried to get into sports podcasting have taken the formula of let's spend money let's get a celebrity athlete and boom that's going to take off uh the author warns that that formula hasn't been that successful Largely, uh, So they're looking to start with a short-form daily sports show and see how that goes and then grow their podcasting from there. You are watching StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. We're here with you two Wednesdays every month, as well as special shows. If you didn't catch it, we had a special show last week called uh, StreamYard Connect. CES 2020 primetime special. It was Tuesday night at 8 p.m. the past week. We're going to do more of these from different events. If you're unfamiliar with with CES, it's consumer electronics. It's where all these different companies come out with their new tech uh, products and new developments and trends. And uh, it's just a very, very busy conference. And Rob Greenley from Libsyn was uh, my guest, and uh, he was actually at CES and spent the entire 45-minute show with me talking about his experiences and the products. And, of course, there were lots of high-tech electronic projects at the Consumer Electronics Show, but one of the products that was the big talk of the show was the Impossible Foods Pork. Which is a plant-based or vegan pork product, and so I, I asked Rob what his impression of it was. The reviews are are really off the charts for the the pork, saying that it tastes like real pork. Did you happen to go by the booth? Or try I did. It? I I did. I actually i I got like three samples of it, so, <laughs> so it was really, it was really good. And so that is uh, the impossible. Pork, plant-based, vegan pork. You might have heard of the Impossible Burger. Uh, You can find the Impossible Whopper at Burger King. But there's all these new engineered, uh, high-tech, in a sense, meat imitation products that neither grow out of the ground exactly like they are put into the uh, food or uh, come from an animal like that. It is all plant-based product, but it's put together in a way that resembles me and uh, gets gets pretty good reviews. Now, let's move to live streaming technology. Uh, the most interesting product uh, is uh, to me from the ones that I, I heard about. And of course, there were so many products, you can't possibly know everything that was there. But the one that caught my eye was the Roland Go Livecast. And it's a mini live streaming mobile studio that you can take with you and you can use instead of touching your the glass on your camera you can use that studio to change shots if you have multiple phones going there's a lot of things you can do it's a little hardware device that is basically like a little mobile video studio and uh i talked about it on the. uh, i think this is interesting rob for uh, a bunch a bunch of different reasons um not the least of which It's something you might be able to use right now if you decided to go live from your phone. And rather than, you know, tapping the phone like the phone is your camera and you keep moving forward, you now have a little controller that you can use and you can plug in an XLR mic. And uh, I guess you got it all in one device. And I would love to play for you, uh, Rob Greenlee's reaction. But unfortunately, the clip that I made Went to 32 seconds, and these clips that I play, if they're uploaded, need to be 30 seconds. I could play it as a screen share, uh, but I would love it if you went and checked out the show. It's on the Streamyard Facebook page. It's also on all the the different apps that we send the show. It's on the podcast. Do check it out. Um, it was a lot of fun talking about some of the different devices and gear that that were out there. We also talked about a companion robot. that that was that sort of like a smart speaker in a one foot tall thing that moves and tells you that it loves you and very strange but check that out uh what else do we talk about we talked about a, a new flagship dslr camera from canon which i thought was interesting because it's very much geared not only to sports photographers but it's geared uh to videographers and and people shooting video And while mirrorless cameras have been big for people who are doing online video, this is, uh, Canon's highest end camera. And they went with a DSLR rather than a mirrorless, uh, for really high level video that people could probably do really any kind of, almost any kind of professional shoot on it. As long as it matches the standards that, they need for uh the broadcast that they're doing so that was another product audio technica you probably know them from their microphones and headphones they came out with wireless noise easy for me to say wireless noise canceling earbuds so you've heard of noise canceling headphones that allow you to listen you don't hear what's going on around you this is earbuds that do the same thing and they're wireless they had wired ones but these are, are wireless. That's kind of another cool product that was out there. And a lot more stuff. We we went through uh, some of the developments in automotive technology, along with uh, tablets and smart speakers and a whole bunch of different interesting things and developments in the technology realm going on out at CES. And uh, Bonnie Frank is watching on Facebook. She says, excited to hear Ross Brand speak about live streaming At PodFest, I'm I'm very excited myself, looking forward to that coming up in early March. And uh, I'll certainly have more information about that next time we chat. This is StreamYard Connect. Thanks again for being a part of the show. We're going to go into some post-show in just a second. It's going to be on all these destinations, so go nowhere. We'll just wrap up and say thank you again for joining us here on StreamYard Connect. And don't forget, do check out the replay of that CES show. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, a lot of fun. Rob Greenley's a Hall of Fame podcaster. He joined me live from the showroom floor and we talked about everything going on at CES. For StreamYard Connect, I'm Ross Brand. Welcome to the post show. Uh, happy to take any questions that you might have. And in fact, uh, Tommy is watching on Facebook and says he has a question. So go ahead and throw that in the chat, Tommy. I am paying attention to the chat and would will be happy to, uh, to address your question. Uh, let me just put up the banner here for the post show, uh, the Streamyard connect post show. Here we go. Uh, so it's up to you guys. If you have a topic you'd like me to address, I wanted to ask your opinion because I know there's some podcasters in the audience. I have, as you know, have multiple live stream shows. Let's put StreamYard Connect aside for the moment because that's with StreamYard. But my my shows, I have brand on broadcasting. I have live stream deals. I have uh, a live stream universe update, which I haven't been churning out episodes that frequently anymore on I have another one called Ross Brand Live which is when I go live solo on LinkedIn and it's not this show um uh, and I have some other stuff from the past as well and I was wondering whether you guys if you're podcasters or you listen to podcasts would you rather that I put all those shows into one podcasting feed or would you prefer that each show is its own feed so that you can subscribe to just one of the shows and not get the others? Or if you're interested in listening to more than just one of the shows, would you rather it all just be in one feed and you pick and choose what you want from that feed? So that's, that's a question I have as a, as a viewer. Um, Tommy asked, let me get Tommy's question up here. When will StreamYard make panel links privately shareable? panel links i'm not sure what you mean by like when you invite another guest in you can you so you don't end up with trolls backstage yeah you can share those links um you can share you can share the link just privately you don't have to put that link out to the public every show uh i'm in my my studio here in Streamyard. i click the invite button and i get a link and i send that link out to whomever I want to join us on, on a show. And, and that's, I can put that out to the public. Sometimes I do shows that are just Q and a shows. Sometimes I do pop-up live streams and I enjoy doing that. And I enjoy putting it out there and I know it's a risk, but when I have a show in which I have three scheduled guests, uh, I will not put that link out to the public because I need to stay on course with the times that i told everybody or if i had one scheduled guest or a show like this where we generally don't have guests or if we do it'll be a special occasion uh so you don't have to share that link uh publicly at all you can just i always send it to uh to my guests and i'll often say if they're not familiar with streamyard or they're not familiar with live streaming this is your guest link please don't share this if you'd like to share a link for people to view the show, here are our here is that link. Uh, let me get to the uh, we got some answers. Eileen Smith, right away. Eileen has is always on top of things with Texas. Combine everything into one feed. Charlotte Pierce, on the other hand, says separate feeds. If uh, you have a strong opinion, why that is, Charlotte would love to to know. Um, Bonnie says people don't automatically know the difference among your shows. So having them all in one feed with clear keyworded titles will help listeners strategically choose. Do you think that the title of the show should be in the episode title or you think the episode title should just be what the episode's about and don't even worry about the individual show titles when it comes to the audio distribution? Just whatever I do. Okay. If I want to make a podcast out of it, just make a podcast out of that interview or that segment or whatever, and just keep it completely, just keep it completely separate. Uh, it's something I'm thinking about because it's also a lot to ask people, you know, when I first did my first podcast, I asked probably 20 to 25 people, please send a review, please subscribe, please give five stars. Let's, let's get some juice going on this. And with each subsequent podcast, I haven't wanted to really bother people with the same thing again. And, you know, if you keep it all in one, then all your reviews are together, all your uh, sub- everybody who subscribes, you have only one place to tell them. You don't have to tell them if you like this show, subscribe here. If you like that show, subscribe there. Uh, and so it's, it's easier, uh, let the audience decide what they want to listen, but it's easier for people to just have one link to, to go to, to subscribe than to give four or five or six different ones. And like Bonnie says, people don't even know, know really know the difference. Uh, Bonnie, who's gone heavily into podcasting in, uh, I'd say the last year, I, I think you're well. You're up to about 30 or 50 episodes, Bonnie. Uh, she says episode title equals what the episode is about. Uh, Eileen Smith says, "Do you have everything on one YouTube channel?" Yes, I. I have everything related to live streaming, podcasting, uh, all that stuff is on one YouTube channel. I have a separate YouTube channel for things that have nothing to do with this industry for a, a totally different business. But yes all the stuff that I'm talking about that I have all these different uh, podcast feeds for it's all on one channel. And then I have playlists and, and so forth. But I, I really, even the covers that I do, I I do the same sort of theme thumbnail cover, regardless of which show it's from. So that makes, I, I think the, your question has the, the answer with, <laughs> within it. Um, I'm still split on it, but I, I, I'm thinking very seriously about that, which isn't something that I had considered before. Charlotte Pierce says, I just like to focus on the particular topic. Not all of those topics are of immediate interest. I, I think in 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 the case of what I'm doing, it's the difference between what I'm talking about. Okay. If I'm talking about live streaming on LinkedIn versus talking about live streaming uh products or talking about the people who live stream or what it's also closely related it probably doesn't need doesn't need uh separate feeds <coughs> excuse me beauty bubble says this is a great question as it has so much to do with personal preference having to do with discovery and also show management on one's own schedule calendar yeah i mean there's so many aspects of this that um this could be a whole show on its on its own um it's it's a rich topic definitely could be something you could do a round table on or a panel or uh you know any type of uh discussion on this and so many aspects to consider um but i i'm getting to the point where i think it's so silly to go okay i have to fill this feed now i have to fill something for this feed now am i like why not do what i do for live streaming and then just put it all into one, one place, except that, which is connected to a totally different company or a totally different business, or has a, a relationship with somebody else outside of Livestream universe, then, then that makes sense. But I think for my Livestream universe content, it probably makes more sense to put it all in, in one place. Of course I have separate websites for each one, <laughs> but that's a, that's another issue we can, we can get into uh charlotte says that she's done about 60 episodes of ready row usa very cool i'll have to check that out uh eileen smith says then i'm all set i just subscribe on youtube and i'm good to go yeah most most of the segments that i do um not all of them have video but most of them do have video and end up on youtube either as the full interview or uh as segments or as both uh Bonnie says, keeping it one feed will actually make it easier on you and your listeners and will increase your subscribers because more folks will share. Yeah, I think that makes that makes a lot of a lot of sense. Uh, Charlotte Pierce says live stream and audio. Uh, Tommy says, beauty, it should be easy when you click on username and select invite to panel. It just pops up on that viewer screen, except deny. Kind of like how comments come, comments hide or show up. When you click on a username and select invite to panel and it pops up on that viewer screen, except deny, kind of like how comments hide or show up. Yeah, yeah, I I think what you're trying to say is if you want to invite somebody on, it just comes to that person. Uh, But we're, we're going live on so many different platforms, uh, often. I'm not sure if there's an easy way. I'm not sure if there's an easy way to do that or not. That would be a question. Tommy, this is a question for, uh, Gage and Dan on the, uh, Sunday night town hall, uh, would probably, they, they would be better at addressing these type of, uh, programming, you know, coding programming, uh product development questions than than I would. Uh Tim Son is here. Great to see you, Tim. Eileen is over here on Facebook now. Uh Tommy asks, also can you make it to where we can all see in chat meaning show lurkers? You can see all in chat meaning show lurkers. Oh that's interesting. Um you know, Facebook will tell you who you're connected to, who's watching the show at the same time. Some of the platforms, if you're watching on them, will tell you who, who started watching and some won't, uh, but StreamYard does not announce who's watching. Uh, we only, I only know if they throw something in the comments, if they click an emoji, uh, or if I have a browser open on another platform and it shows somebody I'm connected to stepped in. So, uh, that is the situation with that. Um, beauty says, Tommy, we'll keep your request top of mind as I know this is often discussed looking for a solution. Yes. So again, uh, it's, it's part of one of the, the many things that the, the founders, uh, consider, they consider a lot of different options to make the product easier and better for users. And I would say again, uh, the town hall is definitely the place to go. Uh, Bonnie Frank says like Blab showed everyone, but I bet Facebook will no longer do that with privacy. Maybe. Yeah, and with Blab, you were not only you're not only broadcasting on Blab, but everybody was watching on Blab here you're broadcasting from the Streamyard studio and people are maybe watching on Facebook. They may be watching on Twitch. They may be watching on one of two LinkedIn profiles. They may be watching on uh, Periscope or Twitter. So uh, it's a little bit different uh, in, in terms of how you would, you would get them that link to just pop up on their screen. But again, that's that's Gage and Dan's area. And, those guys are geniuses, so they may they may be able to figure it out uh, if it's something that they think will enhance the platform. Uh, as Eileen says, uh, they may be lurking because they don't want to be mentioned. They may be lurking because they're at work and they don't necessarily want a record of them uh, having, you know. You know, uh, LinkedIn, for example, a lot of people may use LinkedIn for business to search for, sales opportunities to search for candidates to hire for their business and they may see a live video and and be interested in watching that live video for a few minutes but they may not want their activity feed to show that they liked it or commented it because if your activity feed is turned on on your linkedin profile then every single thing you do on linkedin is pretty much mentioned there if i like a video it's mentioned there if i comment and just say hello Ross commented on, on this video. So there are reasons why people may not want to announce themselves. uh, And some people may just not want to be tracked on social for whatever reason, uh, not related to work or whatever, but they just may want their privacy and not have people know where they are and what they're watching and what they're doing every minute of, the day. Beauty says a fun way to look at lurkers is we are lurk all lurkers until we are not. That's right. I mean, there is certainly the option for those who want to, to step up and uh, throw an emoji in the chat to, uh, to make a comment, ask a question, to say hello. Uh, we want to acknowledge as many people as possible. Eileen Smith says YouTube doesn't show who is watching a live stream. They have to leave a chat Uh, Yeah, you have to leave a message in order to be recognized. I I frankly like that. I think uh, you should be able to watch. And when you're ready to participate, you participate. You can evaluate something first. Uh, We we often get sent a link and we click that link and we don't necessarily know what we're going into. And we'd like to check it out and sometimes step out of the show before we get recognized, get shouted out or... Uh, shouted down, or whatever, we just may not want to stay in a show, even if we may be friends with somebody who's hosting and we don't want to hurt their feelings, but we don't have time. we have to get back to work, we have a phone call, whatever, so hey, I'm in, but I gotta jump out, or people may send you content that's not appropriate, and you don't wanna be uh you know have that on your your social record that you put an emoji you know that that it comes up for everybody to see so. There's a lot of reasons why people might not want to be uh, might want to be recognized. Uh, Eileen says to YouTube is different from Facebook because Facebook will let you know that your friends are watching with you. But YouTube doesn't do that at all. That's right. When you go into a, a, when somebody comes into a live stream, I'll see I'll see as soon as I go in, I'll see which of my friends are watching. And every time another one joins, I'll see and I'll I'll often say hi to them in the chat. Before they've announced themselves, not thinking at the time that perhaps until they announced themselves in the chat, maybe if they're not connected to everybody, they didn't necessarily want to be recognized. So that's something to think about now that I, I hadn't occurred to me before. Uh, Bonnie said, that's a great point about not wanting to be seen watching every, everything they watch online. That's correct. That's correct. Well, Thanks uh, so much for joining. Uh, If there's any other questions, uh, I would love to take them. I'm going to hop over to LinkedIn. Uh, Mark Yorn is over at LinkedIn. Welcome. Uh, Ira Wolf says, how are you notifying the public in advance to build your live audience? Uh, What I am doing, uh, that's from Ira Wolf. Ira, what I'm doing is uh, you're able to schedule your live streams through StreamYard. And that means scheduling them on Facebook, scheduling them on Twitch. And when I'm going to YouTube, I'm not going to YouTube for this show, but when I go to YouTube, I can schedule on YouTube as well. From those three platforms, I then get links and I can share those links with any promotional posts that I do. And that's very helpful in terms of giving somebody a specific place to go and watch the show. You know that when the show starts at 2 p.m. Eastern, it will be at that link that I gave out is you just click that and you can start watching the show. LinkedIn does not yet have the ability to schedule. So if you're on LinkedIn, you just go live and then you have to find your own broadcast. Um, and I am sure LinkedIn will have some tools for that eventually. Um, I, I love going live on LinkedIn. I think the quality is terrific. I think some of the conversations around live streaming are great. Uh, and, and Periscope and Twitter. I've been doing more, more, uh, multi-streaming to include Periscope and Twitter than ever before. And, um, I, I, enjoy that as well, but you can't schedule as far as I know, you can't schedule a Periscope. Uh, so those are a couple of platforms that are, uh, you're not able to schedule. So people, you, you just need to promote and, and have people follow you. Have them follow you on LinkedIn, they'll get notified, and have them follow you on Twitter or Periscope. And the, the cool thing about Periscope is you can turn on, you can turn on notifications for people so you can get notified when they go live. And on Twitter, when one of your contacts, one of the people you're following goes live, it'll be at the top of the home screen. So in top of your feed. So anytime you you hop on Twitter, you can look and see who's live. Uh, Eileen says she's got to run. Uh, great seeing you, Eileen. Thanks so much. You know, when I click it, when I, I go into Facebook and I click it, it doesn't show up on screen. But, uh, thank you, Eileen, for, uh, being a part of the show. Eileen says she's got to run. Uh, Beauty Bubble says staying with the topic. We see who is watching your friends, but when they leave, we don't know. Uh, no, we don't. Uh, Eileen says stay beautiful. Beauty bubble says taking my seat during the after show. I really enjoyed today's topics and how we get to interact with everyone. Yeah. I mean, this chat is awesome today. I just love, uh, I just love going through the comments. Uh, Tinian says, hi, just joined. Can you see me here from UK? We can see that you're here and watching on Periscope. Thanks so much for joining us all the way from the UK. And, Uh, Sheila Brown says, can anyone go live on LinkedIn yet? Last time I checked, it was only available for a select few. Uh, yeah, they have not rolled it out to everybody, but you can apply. If you Google LinkedIn live and getting started or application, they'll come up an application that you can fill out. And then if you're a StreamYard user, let StreamYard know through messaging StreamYard through your Facebook page, through their Facebook page, that you applied for LinkedIn Live and you'd like to get it, and they can also nominate you, which doesn't guarantee that you'll get it, but it may help in the process. And they seem to go through stretches where they roll it out to more people, and then they they pause for a little bit. I guess they're still learning, still getting feedback. Uh, I don't know what their plans are as far as rolling it out to everybody, but it is possible to apply, and uh, a lot of people who didn't have it originally have since uh, gotten access through applying and also through, uh, if they're StreamYard users, letting uh, Gage and Dan know through messaging the Facebook page. So thanks, everybody, for being part of the show. It's been a lot of fun. I will see you all back here, of course, on Wednesday next week, 2 p.m. Eastern. You can join us on the StreamYard Facebook page, also on LinkedIn, on Periscope, and on Twitch. And of course, you can see the show on Twitter as well. And don't forget, it's available as a podcast. If you missed any of the show, you can listen to the audio as well or watch the video replay. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you again next week, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern on StreamYard Connect. Have a great day, everybody.